This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Welcome back, uh, Hunter, and and, and audience. Earlier today, I was drinking a Coca Cola Zero Calorie. Oh, and I thought to myself, "Thank God that the Bolivian children who manufactured this beverage are being trained in the art of being less white." Can you imagine what it would be like to mm. actually consume? A fizzy beverage that Mm -hmm. was made by the hands of someone, not just who was white, but who acted white. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm honestly surprised that I've been enjoying it so far. Wow. It's just dark. I'm never going to look at Perrier the same way again. Those darn Frenchies. That's got to be one of the whitest beverages. And, And what about White Claw? What about White Claw, even? We didn't even talk about White Claw yet. I I don't even, like, honestly, remember Coke 2 or whatever? Or whatever that Coke was that was clear for like 30 seconds? Right. That was super white. And (laughs) now they've moved back to the brown and sticky version of Coke. I thought they were on the right track. You look at a White Claw, that's just... I name my white claws Sean and Chad. Alternate. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that you, how do you get any whiter than that? I just think Robin D'Angelo might be wasting her talents on one of the already brown beverages. That's is really point, what I'm worried about. What we really forgot to focus on, though, in this talk was the fact that Coca-Cola with coffee is fantastic. And it doesn't matter what Robin D'Angelo says. She can't ruin that beverage for me. She wouldn't um, want to, Hunter, because that's just putting more brown in your brown. That's a double that's brown. Right. That's right. That's, that's fair. Coca-Cola, reach out Robin to us. D'Angelo We're open. That. Right, right, right. Coca-Cola, call me. We can we can do sponsorships. Just call <laughs> me. You, you've got tons of money. What is it going to matter? Send me five bucks. I will get a tattoo. That's a lie, Chris. Don't you dare listen to that. You absolutely will. You absolutely will get a tattoo, but not of a Coke product. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about... Um, Get an internet connection. What is wrong with you? Also, yeah. how are you listening to the show? Also, can you believe that Robin D'Angelo is now part of Coke's corporate training? And apparently, the slide that followed up the try to be less white slide, which is just purely racist, let's call a spade a spade, said that one of the ways that you can be less white is to be less ignorant. So, mm. there's a lot of mm. emotional responses you can have to that. Here's a nice one. There's plenty of non-ignorant white people. There's plenty of non-ignorant brown people. I think maybe it doesn't have so much to do with race, people's ignorance. And if you want to play that game, just know where that goes. I mean, I wouldn't if I were you, but it's Robin D'Angelo. So 
pop psychology and paying huge exorbitant fees so that she can go yell at your white employees is kind of her bread and butter or something right. more ethnically conscious like non and hummus like I don't your know. ghee and your coffee <sighs> you know certainly not that regardless it's definitely what i said it would definitely wasn't human so i feel like it's in her wheelhouse uh, I, I, <laughs> fair enough okay. regardless um i, I guess i just have to stop drinking cola because i hate coke and now and i've always hated pepsi because pepsi is reprehensible you um, could drink perrier or maybe whatever beverage walmart makes i'm sure walmart's a good company i don't walmart <laughs> doesn't make what is, the hell is wrong with you <laughs> they make sam's cola oh they do son yeah, of a gun dude. that stuff is son garbage. of a gun i don't drink non-name <laughs> brand what do you want me to die hunter yeah, I kind of want you to die. Don't actually. you know it's full of high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> Sam's Cola? I actually, I actually think if you open it up, it's actually like solid fructose corn syrup that then becomes a liquid from the heat of your hand. <laughs> I feel like so. if you just peel the label back, it's just Coke. <laughs> they just like <laughs> lazily sh- shrink wrap a, a label over it. Okay, um, right. Coke is stupid. Robin D'Angelo is stupid. Everything's stupid. And you're stupid. Welcome to Carl Pooling, the show that'll get you fired. Why are you listening to it? You need money. Um, but don't stop. Uh, it's amazing that our pitch can be that bad, and yet you guys continue to join up in droves. So thank you so much for joining the Carl Pooling faction here on the podcast, the podcast landscape. We are slowly encroaching on the rest of the territory. Uh, it's a show between two brothers, weekly. It used to be in a car. That's the Carl pooling because we carpool. It's Look, it's a bad pun from a couple years ago. The point is that we discuss everything that you're not allowed to, and that's what makes us so flippin' sweet. So right. get right. in here. Talking about religion, politics, science, psychology, philosophy, art, all the things that you can't talk about around the kitchen table or your mama will get mad at you. Yep. Um, or your crazy uncle, or Robin D'Angelo. She's or in Robin that Coca-Cola can. How'd she get there? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so. I had to throw away all the Coke products in my house because I'm worried they're listening to me now. Um, like the Chinese. Yeah, and they're gonna turn my frogs gay. Oh. So we've got a huge show for you. It's actually kind of like a uh, dare I say an underreported document this week. That I think we need to talk about. While most of the media is focused on how heroic it is that Joe Biden reopened uh, kitty prisons, aka border detention facilities, and all of a sudden they're magically not uh, kids in cages. Now it's now it's just border detention facilities. It sounds so nice. While most people are are, are vexing themselves with that, we're going to talk about uh, something. I think that's pretty important. Pretty pretty disturbing this week yeah. but before we do that hunter give us the roadkill it's that part right. of the show where we drive past a dumb leftist point that's already dead somewhere and i'm just gonna be honest with you guys from the front i've got one and so if they're not the same one we have two it's gonna be a marsupial two for one roadkill special you hit the possum and there's a little dead possum inside you know how it goes we've all it's been the there. best it's the have we though chris I, have literally a hundred percent of people have killed a possum with their car look it up look it up facts okay. don't care about your feelings hunter looks like wow everyone has eaten a spider in their sleep and killed a spite and killed a marsupial whoops yeah. um 
so here here's the deal uh can you imagine this? if you got that backwards <laughs> if like <laughs> you everyone's run over a spider with their car they're like yeah no big deal and you're like yeah and like uh over the course of your life like two possums will crawl into your mouth while you're sleeping <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a coming of age moment i feel like for everybody <laughs> and that's yeah, when i realized i was gonna now, die so. <laughs> yeah exactly all right um so this is plus a, if they had a little a little more, I'm gonna keep cutting you off. If they had a yeah, little marsupial cool. inside of them, like a little possum in their pouch, and then they crawl into, then you're like a human turducken of horror. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, a, a malmuckin? That doesn't work. But it, it sounds weird. It doesn't work at all. But Th- thanks, that's how it I appreciate goes. that. Okay. Without further ado, Hunter, please the roadkill. Yep, 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 yep. Um. So here's the deal: the Oregon. Uh, Department of Education has a new program that it's uh, promoting for its mathematics. Great. It's based on dismantling racism in math. Um, Great. They've got this really crazy idea, Chris. I'm going to hit you with it. This is okay. a joke. H- hold on. Before you tell me what it is, I'm going to tell you the only mm. racist math concept I could think of. Okay? Mm. One plus mm. one equals six fifths. If it's not that, sure. then what are you talking about? I have no idea sure. how race involves math. All right, so right. go ahead and hit me. So you're wrong, obviously. It's I know finding I the right answer. Pardon? Finding the right answer is a sign of white supremacy. Well, ain't that some racist? Neil deGrasse Tyson wants a word. That's like the most racist thing I've ever heard. White yeah, it's people, pretty... it's supremacist to find the correct answer to a math problem? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously. Isn't the inverse reading of that just that black and brown kids can't find the right answer to math problems? Isn't that, like, insanely racist? Yeah, this is, uh, here's a little bit of what the toolkit actually says. Uh, part of the toolkit includes a list of that says white supremacy culture allegedly infiltrates math classrooms. Those include the focus on getting the right answer. Okay. Students being required to show their work and other alleged manifestations. Buckle up. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is an equi- an equi- Say that word for me. Equivocally. I vecally say vecally for me, but right. I have no idea what you're trying to say. Unequivocally, that one. Okay, Okay, false. (laughs) And teaching (laughs) it is even much less so. The document for the Equitable Math Toolkit reads: Upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuate objectivity as well as fear of open conflict. So, Uh, time to take care of math, dude. You know, every time I open the Uber Eats app, Uh-oh. it it's, tells me which businesses are black owned. You know, Hunter. Oh, no, I hate that. Hey, did we did we cook the chicken for fourteen minutes or fourteen seconds? Uh, actually, it doesn't matter because finding the right answer is actually <laughs> racist. Okay, fine. Just know that I'm never ordering from a black restaurant again. If the ground you're conceding is that black kids can't find the right answer to math, you know, a lot of math problems are pretty important. Like, you know, how much lift does the wing of this Boeing generate? I don't know that people are really going to be enthused by the idea that black businesses are abandoning finding the right answer in mathematics. Uh, It's insane, dude. 
Yeah, well, think about other things that affects. Like, uh, did you watch the the NASA landing on Mars? I didn't watch it. I saw the video of it recording, like audio and uh, video of it on the uh, surface, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, well, are you trying to say that it took math to do that? Well, I'm just uh, obviously Mars has already been claimed by the white supremacists, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and what what they should have done to be less supremacist is jettison themselves off into the sun because that yeah. would be the wrong answer, and therefore put on display that they're committed to the idea of ending uh, white supremacy and white suppression in mathematics. But unfortunately, they landed on Mars. It's a miracle. We're seeing audio and video from the Martian surface for the first time. And damn those white people at it again, <laughs> what with the science and technology. I want to say, like, the point that you're making is such a good, is so, it's such a good thing, is it's so debasing to minorities to forward this crap. Yeah. Right? And you can see it on the part of the... Um, Oregon Department of Education probably looking at test scores, right? And going, mm. oh, how can we make these more equitable, right. right? And so I know what we'll do. We'll take out the A's, B's, and C's, and we'll replace it with unicorn, Barney, and uh, goldfish stickers, right. right? We'll just take right. all the meaning out of grades. And it's like, it, that doesn't change the fact that society is based on math, right? right. So, a part of society is based on math. Um, especially the things that we can achieve and do together. Like most jobs don't work if you don't have a basic form of math to to accomplish them with. You'll never do accounting right if you don't get the right answers, right? Mm -hmm. So it it or seems to me like it's probably or food prep or healthcare or what are you going to go see a black doctor that you know was educated in the Ibram X Kendi uh, anti white supremacist math training? Like, are, do you want that right. guy to be your anesthesiologist? This is just so stupid. And, and here's the other thing. Black people are great at things. Black people are great at math. Lots of Absolutely. them. Quit playing this idiotic game, you tramps. This is a, right. this is so insane. And it's a crazy thing to tell black kids, especially when they're in school, that we're not going to focus on the right answer because that's what the white kids do. No, that's what all kids should do. Why are you mm -hmm. aiming at the ground, you morons if your goal is to help these children help them succeed in the real world like the world that exists where like there are a number of apples and if you eat a number of those apples then you have the original total minus the apples you ate like that's it's not white supremacist it just actually freaking exists so why right. don't you teach people to do that instead you go through this insane backwards pointing the video camera at the vcr uh set and the television and you go through this infinite tunnel of stupidity where you allow children to believe that they don't have to succeed or achieve anything or bring anything to market or create a useful widget because that's what white kids do that's crazy that you would tell your kids that it is crazy that anyone would tell their children that and yes it, it reminds me of this this tweet, Hunter, uh, that I tweeted a long time ago. I can't remember specifically what it was about. But this woman was saying that someone had said the word slut 
and she w- had to like go home and like go like had to take the rest of the day off for her mental health. And I was right. like, I don't think that men are women are better than women. Like, I don't think one is superior to the other. However, if hearing a word you don't like means that you have to go nap all day, I actually do think I'm superior to you. Like, you changed my mind. <laughs> now I do think that if that's what women are like, then men are better than that. For sure. And so it's the same thing. It's like you you are making yourselves weak by pointing out that other people are strong um, and saying that because they have power or even you perceive them to have power, that the thing to do isn't to incorporate the parts of that that you find useful and real. The answer is there for to reject that power, even if it replicates itself in something as universal as math. I mean, it's... It's crazy. So if you want to play this game, if you want to play this game, and remember, I don't want to play this game. It's a bad game. But if you want to play it, and this is your argument, then you're making the best case that whites, you're making the best case possible for white supremacy. If getting the right answer in math is white supremacy, then white supremacy actually makes sense now. You incredible (laughs) racists. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the important point to 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 show there is that the argument itself is is a racist one couched in trying to be equitable uh but boomer grandpa please tell me what the vcr is oh we don't have enough time (laughs) okay star wars first came out it wasn't on a shiny reflective disc it was on very thin very thin magnetic tape i can't we can't go far a save icon was it on a save icon, Grandpa? Yeah, it was on a save icon, Hunter. <laughs> Heaven forbid ever, anyone ever tell you about Laserdisc. Your mind will melt. No doubt. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's grooves in the vinyl record that vibrate and make the noise. It was cool because it's what our grandparents had. And they're like, it was used to play movies. And you're like, okay, all right, go take your medicine. Um, all right. <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> uh, all right, I think we've filleted that fillet. Why don't we go to my uh, second smaller piece of roadkill now? All right, one that uh, I'm reaching very, into the pouch, reaching into oh. the pouch, pulling it. Oh, it's a dead baby! <laughs> it's a oh, dead I baby. For- I forgot my gloves. I don't know why I did this. This is just so funny. Um, <laughs> Harvard launches gender-inclusive bathroom app. Okay. Uh, when I first read it, I was hoping that it was an interactive picture of a toilet and these numb nuts were going to pee on their own phones. However, <laughs> I'm wrong. Uh, it's actually an app that will help students determine where gender-neutral bathrooms are located across campus. So you know all these students that need gender-neutral bathrooms? Look, I'm not going to get into the, the psychology of that. Maybe you do need one. Maybe that's better for you. I don't care. Um, now you're going to have a phone app to assist you. Here's what the article says from, uh, where is this from? It's from uh, dailywire.com I'm reading by Chrissy Clark. So it's going to ensure that all Harvard community members, including those who are transgender, gender non-binary, and gender non-conforming, have accurate and inclusive means of locating restrooms at Harvard. The project will inventory and discreetly communicate via a web application the location of gender-inclusive restrooms across Harvard's campus, uh, Harvard's Cambridge, Alston, and Boston campuses, the flyer reads. Members of the Harvard community will be able to search for and find detailed information about each restroom. couple questions here. Okay. What in the blue hell do you mean by detailed information about each restroom? I... What? <laughs> what are is there, that? Are there stalls? 
<laughs> like, have you ever have you ever been Look, in a public place? And Hunter, I understand that I'm insanely privileged. Insanely privileged. I agree. Uh, I I have never gone into a bath bathroom and thought, man, I hope that there's not a certain genitalia in here. I just kind of assume only only uh, bait and tackle that matches mine. Sure. So. Obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about, but have you ever been like at a public event and you needed to use the restroom and you saw the little restroom symbol on a sign or something and you're like, huh, I'm going to need some more details first. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm just going to go check it out. <laughs> I'd like to do my research. Are <laughs> like, those restrooms that? made out of pewter Yeah. or ceramic? Tell I me only about the pee on granite, so that's going to be a problem for me. And, and yeah, I, I think that that's just total nonsense. And then sure. on top of that, um, what what special needs, informational needs, do gender nonconforming people need to know about where they excrete? Like, do they need? A, does, is there a height issue? If the urinal yeah. is too elevated, I don't know, or too low. May I don't know. Anyhow, look, look, we all know that. Look, it's just more complicated to build more restrooms as a contractor. Mm -hmm. So what we should do is get rid of the dividing wall between the men and the women's restrooms and just build stalls. Done. Okay. Put, put a pin I in that. Every I have problem. a story to tell you. Um, okay. Okay. I, I want to say one more thing about this application, though. Yeah. They're setting up an app, a mobile application to be downloaded yeah. on client devices. And they're also having a web application that it can communicate with so that they get up-to-the-minute information about the frequently changing conditions of the Harvard campus's gender non-conforming restrooms. Have you not sat on a cold toilet seat, Christopher? Hunter, is this the most over-engineered map that has ever existed? Like, what does this do that a map doesn't do? <laughs> Like, unless the restrooms are, like, sneaking around campus and hiding from you, I don't know why you need an what? application with a treasure hunt feature. Like, it's just, it's beyond me. Harvard is so oh, smart, it's incredibly goodness. stupid. Okay, story time. Story time. I go to this bowling alley in the city in which I live. It's kind of a fancy bowling alley. First is things first. Is gendered bowling alley? No, it's... Just it's it's like a it's not a chain bowling alley. It's like a ritzy one-off bowling alley, and okay. they've got like you know classy drinks and fancy foods and this and that. I've only been there one mm. time. Mm -hmm. First things first. When I walked in, the bouncer stopped me and told me I'd have to remove my hat, which was crazy. I was like, you know, the people that do this professionally, like vomit into the table where the little console is where you write dickhead instead of your actual name on that like you know this is like the least professional thing ever right there's right <laughs> there's nothing classy about bowling um anyhow so they made me take off my hat we're playing a couple games i had to use the restroom so i roll into the restroom mm -hmm. and i i urinate thank god i would have been mortified had i i needed a a the use of a different service that the restroom provided me. I also, I'm just going to say, not to brag, not because I'm brave, I went into that restroom with absolutely zero research, uh, zero information, went really? in totally blind, didn't know any huh. of the exclusive details. So, Harvard, think about it. Think about that. And 
then I go to wash my hands and the mirror is this really cool mirror. It's a big circular mirror inside of a rectangular mirror. So there's like a circular section that's framed Got it. and then there's a rectangle en- encompassing it that's shining back to me. And I'm on the right side and I start washing my hands. All of a sudden, somebody walks into the mirror and okay. I-, I see them and they're female. And I was like, that's weird. But then they walked behind the circular part of the mirror and they disappeared. I was like, what is going on? Here's no. the thing. The rectangular portion wasn't a mirror. It was just open to the other restroom. So while you're washing your hands, if you're on the sides, you're like staring at someone in the women's restroom. It was the most bizarre experience of my entire life. I have no idea why you would do that. Is that like the like the owner being like, "Don't worry, I'm the best wingman in the world. You're totally gonna meet her tonight in the bathroom." (laughs) Like, 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 don't worry, buddy. I got you hooked up. Here's Deborah. She's got three kids and a smoking problem. (laughs) You're welcome. It's a bowling alley. She's not wearing a hat. So there you have it. Here's the thing: if you can make that happen, if you can be like. Hey, kind of weird that I just dropped a huge deuce and now I'm washing it off of my hands. You want to get drinks sometime? Like if you've got, if you're the absolute Chad that can make that play, then do it. Well I done, mean, sir. I would never leave the bowling alley. <laughs> I was horrified. And I went, uh, oh, oh. And she went, I know. <laughs> that was our whole <laughs> So then you guys got drinks later and no, everything's no. downhill from there? You're married? No, she was bowling like four aisles over from me, and I literally did not look at that section of the building for three hours. I was just That's like, my hysterical. entire life is to the left. <laughs> Anyhow. All wow. right. That's um, a good story. Thank you. I should have opened with it. That just got me from way back when we started talking about bathroom information. Anyhow, mm. uh, enough with the road kills and uh, Harvard and their stupid map and kids not being able to get the right answer to math problems because of their skin, you insane racists. Mm. Let's talk about the topic of today. Hunter, tell us where we're at. Oh, man. So we just continue to be unfortunately correct on this front Chris about how we're seeing more and more um, incursions from politicians and big tech companies when it comes to the freedom of free speech Mm -hmm. and today is exactly one of those scenarios um there's a letter that's been making the rounds um, that came from two sitting Democratic Congress men and women uh, from the state of California that is addressed to basically all the cable TV providers as well as over the top. Uh, am I saying that right? Over the top? OTT? Yeah, over the top, pro- yeah. over the top providers. Yeah. Right. Hulu and those kind of companies, right? Um, and basically accusing them of not doing a good job of handling misinformation on their platforms Mm -hmm. and asking them what they're going to do about it before a congressional hearing. I think this Wednesday, but it's upcoming. It's the main point. Um, It's quite uh, scary 
what's happening here. We've already seen this push happen in the um, social media sphere from Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi saying that basically if uh, Zuckerberg and Jack uh, didn't get their crap together, she would get it together for them. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there. Um, And we just continue to see Congress knows it doesn't have the power to make any rules against free speech. You know, that's in the Constitution, so tough, tough to get around that one. However, um, they can pressure these large companies into doing stuff here, you know, and they can do it in ways that are not necessarily connected, such as, hey, we're not going to look into your anti the antitrust litigation that's uh, surrounding your company unless you stop doing what we want, right? right? And so there's there's a little bit of that going on. Um, so so let's, let's say a couple things here about it. There's apparently yep. going to be, uh, or they're asking for a response to questions outlined in this letter by March 8th. And it truly does cover all the major players. We're talking about AT&T, DirecTV, Uverse, Comcast, Verizon, Xfinity, some smaller companies I'm not familiar with, Hulu Plus, Google Roku's TV, on here. Apple TV Plus, Roku. Like this letter went out to every major player, and it's Amazon. It, it comes signed by uh, Congress Member Jeremy McNerney. I'm sorry, it's just Jerry. I just I wanted more M and N sounds in his name, so I made it Jeremy. But it's yep. Jerry McNerney and Anna G. Ashu. I don't know if that's how you actually pronounce it, but it's so close to onomatopoeia. I just want to go for it. So, uh, <laughs> anyhow, they they signed it, and apparently they want to have this hearing. Hunter, some things that are interesting to me about this letter, and one of the reasons why I'm going to be watching very closely to this hearing is there are some interesting misconceptions here. One of them is the differences historically in the legal landscape between cable providers and let's call them social media platforms. You know, interactive online platforms have this protection against slight content moderation that they're granted in Section 230, where they maintain platform benefits uh, even though they're operating somewhat like a publisher. And I think they've abused their Section 230 rights, and that section needs to be rewritten to uh, ensure that they are truly acting as platforms and not publishers. You know, some of this stuff that Facebook and Twitter is doing using biased fact checkers to then check only certain facts and mm-hmm. publish warnings like that on user content seems to me that it could be read as a violation already and should be a violation. And Section 230 should be should be revised to incorporate that. However, on the television space and in these major carriers... They have a long history of not policing the content that they right. that they provide because specific there's been specific lawsuits uh, that preference their behavior as platforms over their behavior as publishers. But right. now, when you see the Capitol riots plus total Democratic control in the House, Senate, and Executive branch, they're they're making this push a very dangerous push into restricting the rights of these platforms and not, maybe the better way to say it is restricting the rights of the users of these platforms in spaces that were traditionally off limits so it's very interesting what's going on in this letter yeah yeah it's definitely scary i will say one thing that was 
good to see, although I think nothing about this is necessarily good, is they were not hitting these guys as ISPs. So they mm-hmm. seem what they really want to do instead of working with ISPs to restrict the uh, information that you can get from the internet. Uh, they really want to be attacking cable providers and live t- uh, TV news providers and wanting them to regulate specifically three different channels um, that this letter calls out as being misinformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be uh, Fox News. OANN and Newsmax. Now, one of these things is not unlike one of these things is unlike the other. Uh, Fox News, as far as I can tell, is a right wing media site like OANN and Newsmax, but um, not not to the degree I feel like most of the times uh, that those sites are for. Those sites have had to go back and like everybody do some major recorrections, but I feel like more so um, mm-hmm. and are definitely under some legal scrutiny. Fox News as well, but I, I feel to a lesser degree and to a lesser extent, OANN and um, Newsmax are kind of new entities, so to speak, and I don't think they've necessarily gotten this game figured out. They almost feel something out of the Trumpian movement. So yeah. to speak. Well, um, I, I'm not a big fan of OANN just because they are so Trump train, and I've never been that Trump train. Um, I feel right. like they fall into the trap that he never does anything wrong. And although right. certain hosts on Fox News can do that, the uh, Fox News as a network does not do that. You know, I was actually right. having this conversation with someone the other day. I asked, you know, who's the liberal at Fox News? And they were like, well, there's the one guy on Five at Five or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. And then I go, well, who's the conservative at at um, CNN? CNN. Crickets. There isn't one. Right. And so right. there's there's this this real strange juxtaposition of, of places like Newsmax and OANN and Fox News. Now, let me be very clear, though, about one thing. That doesn't mean that OANN and Newsmax shouldn't exist. Right, exactly. That's exactly the wrong thing to take away. The yeah. whole point of being a conservative is I don't have to like it for it to be fine, right. you know? And and it's also very interesting to me that this letter is coming out because of the riots at the Capitol, which we all agree is horrendous. But why isn't, why isn't MSNBC and CNN getting a letter about the riots that happened all summer? Why aren't they getting a letter when they're standing in front of a blazing 50-foot billowing fire and saying it's mostly mm-hmm. peaceful? This is obviously an incredibly, incredibly partisan, incredibly dishonest attack on a very slim number of, of channels. And, and here's another thing that kind of sucks about this tactic. They're not going after the channels. They're going after the providers who make the channels available. In that regard, this is very reminiscent to what happened to Parler. Uh, in fact, I would just say this is a continuation of the tactics that got Parler pulled off of Amazon Web Services. And it's a really dirty way to do business because instead of contending with your enemy, you're contending with the neutral battleground that we up until recently all agreed was to share. And you, you don't have to vanquish your enemy if you can, if you can enclose them in their own fort. And it's not a forthright way of dealing with ideological op- opponents. 
Um, mm. In fact, it's it's a cowardly thing to do in a certain sense, especially in the war of ideas, because you're not seeing their ideas and matching them with their your own ideas. You're saying, I'm worried that if people actually listen to their ideas, they might be better than mine, and I can't contend with them. Or the other interpretation is that the listeners are too stupid to pick the best ideas, a.k.a. my ideas, for themselves. That's a really horrible way to do business. And anybody who's willing to cede that, uh, that ground and that freedom to the government is making a terrible, terrible mistake. So it is more of the same in that regard, their tactic here, which is not to, not to prove conservatism wrong. It's to make sure no one gets to hear about it. And uh, it's, it's tyrannical in that regard. Mm, yeah. No, this is definitely is going to, you know, this is another reason why um, the insurrection riots were, or riot, I guess, was so bad and devastating um, to the conservative movement at large because it gave all this oxygen to that authoritarian left, mm -hmm. right? It gave them yep. everything they needed to start enacting stuff like this. And you see that throughout this entire document. They also talk about the pandemic, but the pandemic wouldn't have provided the fuel if it wasn't for January 6th. Yeah. Um, well, and here's so. the thing, too. If it wasn't the riot at the Capitol or it wasn't the pandemic, this would have happened eventually. Like, we were trending in this way for a long time. We have been trending this way for a long time. But this definitely accelerated everyone's timeline. That's my yeah. That's my personal thought on it. I, I agree with you. I think, I think you continue to see the... Um, there, there's, like, two really bad strains in, in American politics... Uh, one is the authoritarian left, uh, which is this very woke, uh, very social justice, uh, very progressive wing that has all the backing, has all the authoritarian uh, and moral backing in all the institutions within our culture, mm -hmm. um, and including churches and things like that, uh, but art, poly, uh, art, um, movies, film, news, all of it, right? Companies, right? Big, mm -hmm. big companies, not small companies. Um, and then you have this smaller segment of people that are on the right that are quite excitable by what we can just call is conspiracy theories. And it's difficult to prove out exactly, or I haven't quite been able to understand why that is yet. And the issue is, that small group um, that will act on conspiracy theories is very makes it very very convenient to paint the entire uh, party as that group when you control all the structures of society, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and when he, you can. Here's the thing about that, though. Uh, white privilege is a conspiracy theory. Inordinate cr uh, policing sure. of black communities is a conspiracy theory. Uh, sure. Let, let me put it to you real direct. Here's what will get us kicked off of iTunes. Continuing, not to, continuing to mask after you've been vaccinated is an anti-scientific conspiratorial statement, saying that that is necessary. The problem right. is, is that when you have the entire media industrial complex behind you saying that Actually, that anti-scientific conspiracy is 
actually the going theory of the day and that's what we're all supposed to believe and by the way the people who don't believe that are actually the bad people then society doesn't treat it like a conspiracy theory we treat it like a serious ideological contender there's nothing serious mm-hmm. about the idea that there is inordinate policing of black communities or inordinate crime and or, or violence and policing of black communities it's it's totally fallacious nonsense by the numbers and and so we allow people to believe in conspiracy theories on both sides one side because they are a very small group of of truly radical people and on the other side an incredibly large incredibly powerful domineering intransigent minority that has the backing of the biggest corporations that have ever been known to man right so no i think that's a good point i i i think it's just um you know it it's i i think the only thing that comes down that come that i like to and perhaps i just don't have the right word but like QAnon is a pretty weird theory you know, and there's definitely no basis for that in, I would say, reality. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you might have some historical things that could lead you to believe. Well, you do have historical evidence of police not, um, of police, you know, overcorrecting in black neighborhoods and things like that. And yeah. And, and things like that. I think that I think that's the only big difference. And I don't know what the right word is there, but you are correct that the numbers just simply don't bear it out. And we don't really, we really should basically take everybody's claims and then basically take the evidence that's available and use that to weigh out their claims. And we don't do that. These claims are untouchable in our society. Um, let, let me give the devil his due real quick, Hunter, because I think that what you're saying, I agree with. I just want yeah. to provide. A, a, look, I I think QAnon is is completely insane i'll just sure. make sure that everyone knows that before i make a defense of them the video for george floyd is horrible especially the way that it looks now when you look into the actual situation there's some more valid reasons for why what happened what was happening to george floyd was happening to george floyd we don't have to rehash all of that right now but watching that video gives you that seed right that says okay well now i have some evidence that appears to support the conspiracy theory i believe in on the other side of the aisle what's up with the jeffrey epstein thing like let's not forget how insanely bizarre that situation was and And he he had an island with computers and the computers were gone and he had an ancient looking temple built there with like egyptian monuments this is all confirmed you can look at the pictures yourself it's not conspiratorial in any way oh and he died in maximum security prison and no one knows why because the camera went out at the exact time and both the guards were asleep miraculously like okay so uh, i guess what i'm saying is that there's seed money in the in conspiracy camps on both sides i'm just trying to give the no, devil his I due think, and i think if I think we talked right. about jeffrey epstein as much as we talked talked about uh george floyd that QAnon wouldn't i i could see QAnon going the same way as the black lives matter movement effectively uh i just think that because it's outside the Overton window, it's, it, it seems so much more bizarre to us, even though the instigating thought is absolutely strange and unexplained. And the resulting theory is of near equal, near equal craziness. The Venn diagram on people who bought into Pizzagate and QAnon would be very interesting to see. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. 
and and I think that kind of goes to, um, you know, whereas it wouldn't be quite so. Uh, if doing the same thing with like, um, you know, George Floyd and other people who have been wrongly uh, killed, but whose uh, treatment by the cops has been greatly exaggerated, mm-hmm. right? Um, that wouldn't be quite as interesting in in my mind. But I I I see exactly what you're saying, and I think I I think the I think the problem is is because when you treat let me put it this way: when society treats those uh, Let's just call them conspiracy theories because that seems to be the term we're using at the moment. Yeah. On the right, uh, with, with by pushing them out and not allowing them into the Overton window, um, then they fester and grow and get these weird flavors to them that don't add up anymore and take on these different things. And you could see both Pizzagate and QAnon having some validity in the Jeffrey Epstein uh version of that right like and so it seems like it seems like that's going on and it's but it's definitely not the way QAnon and pizzagate describe it yeah you know what i mean i I definitely agree with that the forcing them out causes the crazy to ride to rise to the surface instead of what happens on the left where everyone constantly makes excuses for the relative crappiness of the argument that the conspiracy theorists are making Yeah. yeah 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 that that's a good way to put it um that being said, that's what you call we call in the business a tangent, good people. Well, um, yeah, and it's related because we're talking about the accusation that that these major networks are supplying misinformation via Fox News, OANN, and Newsmax into the homes of millions of uh, of their subscribers. So, correct. Um, should we read some of the questions that these congressmen and women uh, want these? Uh, providers to answer yeah uh, just before we do that that, in march let's explain just the letter a little bit more so this was sent on february 22nd so uh yesterday and it went out to the ceos and managing partners of the large corporations that we've already talked about and here's a couple of the claims that they make in the first page of the letter before they get to the questions that they're looking for uh, quest- they're looking for answers on before a hearing that I believe will be on March 8th. Experts have noted, I'm, I'm quoting directly from the letter now, experts have noted that right-wing media ecosystem is, quote, much more susceptible to disinformation, lies, and half-truths, end quote. Right-wing media outlets like Newsmax, One America, News Network, and Fox News all aired misinformation about the November 2020 elections. For example, both Newsmax and OANN ran incendiary reports of false information following the elections again continued to support an angry and dangerous subculture that will continue to operate semi-openly as a violent mob was breaching the doors of the Capitol. Newsmax coverage called the scene a sort of romantic idea. Fox News, meanwhile, has spent years spewing misinformation about American politics. So they cite all their sources here. And uh, you would be, you know, remiss not to go look at the the sources themselves. Here's the headline for one of the sources. Fox News wanted its viewers angry enough to watch, but not angry enough to riot. Okay. Great. How objective of you. Uh, from the same section. How Newsmax covered the insurrection it provoked. By Slate. From Slate. So... Yeah. 
uh, the insurrection hiding in plain sight, foreignaffairs.com from Vox Recode. So, anyhow, let me just say that they're uh, citing their sources and, and looking to places like Vox and Slate to say that the right is far more susceptible to conspiracy theories and misinformation than the left. Yeah. I'm glad that you got like an expert double blind study. Oh, was it just somebody at Vox? Okay, well, I'll discount you entirely then. So that's the type of journalistic and investigative rigor that the first part of the letter is full of providing them the bedrock upon which to request the questions that we'll get to now. Uh, it's just a very partisan, hackish, sloppily put together piece of drivel. And you wouldn't expect anything less from Democratic Congress, Congress men and women from California. No. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, like this is completely this is politics and this is um, this is this is going to get them Mm reelected. You know, this is this is either calculated or um, is actually attempting to get something um, done. And it feels it's just very dishonest though it's very dishonest to i did say politics chris yeah well (laughs) even still when they say experts have noted and then they go and quote vox and slate that's not experts in fact that's not even that's not even straight journalism that's opinion john oliver is quoted in this yeah so when they talk about experts, they're not talking about anybody that conducted any kind of uh, science that they love following around in theory. What mm. they're quoting is opinion journalists and comedians and calling them the experts. What in the world makes John Oliver an expert about the psychological subculture of of co- conspiracy-minded conservatives? I, I think right. nothing because he's kind of just a comedian. So mm. anyhow the the portrayal in this letter would lead you to believe at a first reading that there's some kind of study here that needs debunking because of how they couch the language around this this introductory page and it's just simply not true so yeah yeah um there's i mean not all of these are the greatest definitely uh, that here's something by the Washington Post. Actually, there's two articles in here by from the Washington Post. Um, there, there's one here that's uh, network propaganda, manipulation, disinformation, and radicalization in American politics. Uh, this is from the Oxford University Press. Um, you know, I think that must be a book. Um, that's you know, so there might be some in there that are a little bit higher weighted than the others, um, but. There's definitely a lot of um, when you're pulling out quotes and then highlighting some of these other worse articles. If it feels like you just got all the points that you wanted to say and then and then wrote your paper, so to speak, Um, like a like a college student basically just trying to find everything that fit into their thesis um, instead of trying to evaluate where those ideas were coming from. Um, They have a quick read. They have one citation to Pew Research. Um, it's not mm-hmm. very impactful. It's actually just about um, how how Americans who get their news from social media are less engaged and less informed. Uh, but they also quote Media Matters. 
So right, it's just it's just drivel, honestly. Yeah. So they put to, they put a couple of questions in here that I think are just worth going over, and we don't have to hit them all. But uh, let, let's just look at this first one. What moral or ethical principles, including those related to journalistic integrity, violence, medical information, and public health? Do you apply in deciding which channels to carry or when to take adverse actions against the channel? Um, the correct answer to that as a TV provider is a none. Absolutely <laughs> none, right? None. Right. That's not their job. Right. Uh, the, I'm sure that these channels have content restrictions, but right? About what you I'm can sure say. I'm sure there are things. Y- yeah, you can't make a call to violence and things like that. But, yeah. but, and, but, and violence is in that statement we just read, so we contradict ourselves a bit there. But I think everybody will understand what we're doing. You know, the, it—they're not experts in journalistic integrity. Well, right? well, the truth is that they have to follow broadcast law. Like, there's laws against right. pornographic content and sure. about the volumes that you can broadcast that and. There's there's different laws that are already on the books, but part of being a platform, especially in this historically uh, television-dominated space, is that if you obey the law, we make no restrictions because we are a platform. So the answer is right. none in addition to those set forth by the, the government, right. local and federal government, where we broadcast. So it, it's just that simple. It, it is just none. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it. I think this is. I mean, definitely a lot of these questions are leading, right? Like they are intended to get you in trouble, right? right? As you're as you're answering them, and there are no good uh, answers here. A lot of times, here's another one: Do you require through contracts or otherwise that channels you carry abide by any content guidelines? If so, please provide a copy of the guidelines. Once there again. again. Why are they providing you guidelines that you as Congress are responsible for? That's absolutely nuts. I mean, these questions, and you can see what they're doing here. They're tipping their hand, and you should look at the cards while they're available for you to see. What they are trying to do is, instead of dealing with the networks themselves and getting litigious and doing all of those kind of things, they are trying to scare the providers and the neutral platforms from sharing with you opinions that these specific congress people disagree with and they're using the riots at the capitol as a trojan horse with which to do that it is it it's one of the most disingenuous things that you could possibly do as a politician i think this question fits so perfectly into that too have you taken any adverse actions against a channel, including Fox News, Newsmax, and OANN, for using your platform to disseminate disinformation related directly or indirectly to the November 3rd, 2020 elections, the January 6th, 2021 Capitol insurrection, or COVID-19 misinformation? If yes, please describe each action, when it was taken, and the parties involved. Right? Like, I mean, it's the answer to that should be... Did you not, not read our, the word platform in the question? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, th- no. If they're following the law, then they cannot maintain their platform status. They're just, they just become the world's most diverse publisher. It's mm-hmm. not what these mm-hmm. companies were made to do. Right, right. And it's a, it's the thing that I think it's doing is it's setting up, it, it, it's doing two things. And you're actually even seeing this in the uh, New York Times. So Blair Levin, who was the FCC's chief of staff under Bill Clinton, um, he basically says this hearing could be a first step towards meaningful action. And the Times has him quoted as saying this, you have to establish a factual record 
that on both the election and COVID, tens of millions of Americans believe things that are just factually not true, and then try to figure out what are the appropriate roles for the government in changing that dynamic, Mr. Levin said. So when you read something like that, and it's in the New York Times, and then you go and read this letter, and what it's saying to these companies is, please tell us how you're not being, how you're not handling this. It feels like they're setting this this situation up so that they can make the rules to govern these institutions. Mm-hmm. Now they also might want to bully them into doing it themselves, like they want to do with Twitter and all that. But I mean, you're getting the groundwork for both of those in this letter, which is it, there's this weird shaky ground where Congress seems like they're trying to bully them. Uh, into basically admitting they don't do anything so they can with a majority. Um, right. Or that they're just basically browbeating AT&T, Amazon, and the like into doing what they want uh, when it comes to content moderation. Here's another important point to make, and I think this is probably close to where the discussion wraps up. But there, I, I think the the attack on the Capitol was completely unfounded, even in its ideological roots. I think that the election had a lot of fraud and it wasn't enough to overturn the results of the election. That's what I believe. Um, And I have some evidence for some of it and there's some that I'm sure we don't have evidence for. Regardless, uh, I disagree with the idea that the election results are inaccurate. I think that they're very accurate. However, even if simply everybody believed that the election results were inaccurate, it is not the government's job to disabuse its populace of that notion. It is not the government's job to determine what citizens believe and make sure that it is the truth. I know that that sounds strange to say, but a government that's powerful enough to tell its citizens what the truth is, is powerful enough to tell the citizens that the truth that they must believe is a lie. And that's the real danger of the road that we're walking down now. Because here's here's the problem. There was voter fraud this election, and it's worth talking about. In fact, Project Veritas just got someone arrested who was turning in ballots um, in violation of, of what are they, voter harvester uh, rules in the state. I can't remember which state it was specifically. That's a worthwhile story. Somebody committed a crime, they should be held accountable for their crime, right? And, and that is voter fraud. It is illegal to do that. It is illegal to turn in more than, I think it was three ballots in the specific state that he was in. And the reason that rule is in place is because Usually, if someone is picking up 200 ballots and turning them in, there's fraudulent activity. So that rule is made to protect against that fraudulent activity. Okay, but you're not allowed to talk about that. You're not allowed to talk about that on social media. You're not allowed to talk about that on Facebook or on YouTube. You'll get demonetized. Your video will be taken down. Just like you're not allowed to talk about or even ask the question about the efficacy of masks or the efficacy of vaccines. I'm fine with masks. I love vaccines. You're not allowed to talk about the efficacy of either on these channels online. Where's the, where's the science in that? Where's the facts in that? Where's the truth in that? The truth of the matter is that a cloth mask that you never wash and you throw down in the floorboard of your car and you rewear a hundred times and you touch constantly isn't protecting you. At least not to the grade that you're being told. 
And there's nothing scientifically or factually inaccurate about me saying that. It's perfectly factually accurate to say that, but you're not allowed to say it. And so what you're seeing here is a very slippery slope, duplicitous idea where at the same time that we're saying that it's the government's job to make sure that people believe only the truth, it's also the government's job to determine what the truth is. And if you want to go down that road, just read Orwell, because that's exactly where you're headed. And I'll tell you this, too. Well, I think we should read one more question from this report. If you think that this, isn't, that this is only going to tar target major corporations and major businesses, let me read you the most chilling question from this particular letter. How many of your subscribers tuned into Fox News, Newsmax, and OANN on UVerse, DirecTV, and AT&T TV? I'm reading the letter to John Stanky, CEO of AT&T, for this specific. I'm reading this specific letter, but you can replace that with any of the names that went out with the letters to other, other um, C-suites. For each of the four weeks preceding, preceding the November 3rd, 2020 elections and the January 6th, 2021 attacks on the Capitol, Please specify the number of subscribers that tuned into each channel. If you think that this isn't coming for you, you're a fool. You are absolutely a fool. And Winston will be hard at work in the newsroom of the underbelly of Big Brother, making sure that there's not a single fact that is at odds with the governing party and that there's not a single word that has yet been banned and that we replace all of the unfriendly words with our content advertiser friendly doublespeak and that will be the only truth that you're allowed to consume this is where this heads unequivocally this is insanely tyrannical stuff and they tell you in this letter that they don't just care about these platforms they want to know how many of you are there just like with the gun registration we talked about with H.R. 127. No, we're going to make it publicly available where you live, what you have there. And right here, AT&T, Verizon, Xfinity, how many? That is bone-chilling bone stuff. And even in a vacuum where I agreed 100% with the message that they were uh, purporting, I would think that this is bone chilling stuff. The problem here is that I don't, that they are blocking the truth from being said on major platforms online. And now they're going to block it from being said on the television. In addition to blocking things that they're that are truly conspiratorial. It it's dastardly stuff. I think that's great, man. Um, I think, uh, the only thing, you know, just because I think the point I want to jump on there is because when you're saying like the government gets to decide what is true, we have two very obvious um, moments in our recent history that everybody agrees on these two, as far as I'm concerned, um, that we've seen play out in real time where the government was 10,000% wrong, told us that they were 10,000% right, and to disagree with them was dangerous. First one of that was when the CDC said you shouldn't mask. You should not mask? Right? You should not mask. At the yeah. beginning of the pandemic, they said you should not mask. Um, and we know from Dr. Anthony Fauci that was a noble lie so that uh, hospital workers could get, to get the PPE they needed. What that should tell you is your government overlords are willing to lie to put you at increased risk to ensure that the population isn't. Now, that might even be a good objective, but 
how much better is it for them to be honest with you and to explain the situation? And you could say, that's complicated, Hunter. You don't know how people are going to react. Sure, I guess so. But they're more than willing to do it then. Um, why wouldn't they be willing to do it for other things? The other one that, you, that you'll know is that to say that this virus originated from a lab in Wuhan was absolutely 10,000% heresy and conspiracy theory. You know what? The more we learned about the more we learn about COVID-19 and the more we see the who act here, we continue to see that nobody's looking at that theory and we definitely know this virus didn't come from penguins. We know that for a fact at this point. It's not contagious to penguins. They don't get it. Um, they have a hard time contracting COVID viruses as it is. Uh, the go listen to um, Brett Weinstein's podcast on this. I think it does the best deep dive into it and possibly it's completely wrong, but you're starting to see mainstream media, including CNN, start to say, start to talk more about the lab leak hypothesis. Mm -hmm. You know, why is that? Why is that happening? And why was it so wrong? Simply put, it's extremely difficult for society to know, know what is true, what the gadfly is saying or what the Overton window is saying. And it's wrong to silence. Uh, it's wrong to silence the gadfly. Mm -hmm. That's what Socrates teaches you. Um, that's what Jesus teaches you to some extent as well. So, anyway, just to and, and here's here's add to it. here's the the bottom line, Hunter. I, I agree with everything that you just said. Even if the government was noble, and I think that you've just displayed two instances where they were not, because the truth of the matter is that there is no such thing as a noble lie. Um. Right. You, you can paint that in different circumstances in different ways. But what would be truly noble is to believe in the strength of other people that they were strong enough to hear the truth. And by the way, people never learn to handle the truth unless they know the truth. And so you set them up for perpetual failure by lying to them. Maybe that's a little too philosophical. But even if you trusted in the validity of the government, there's a, the, an undercurrent here that's even worse. A government that won't let you ask unapproved questions is a government that cannot be stopped. That's, that's really the heart of the matter here. Because yes. like you said, we've discovered that the Wuhan lab leak hypothesis, which by the way, makes a bunch of sense. I mean, <laughs> this happened like one block away from the Wuhan Center of Virology who was working on variants of coronaviruses like hello anyhow the the question in the public sphere was just posed hey is this possible let's talk about it let's consider it and the government said no it's not possible in fact you can't talk about this online it's heretical now and then months later oh i guess we'll let you talk about it now if you cannot ask questions you cannot think, even if the government was perfectly noble, which they're not, they're not all powerful and they don't know everything. And so to stop the collective brain of society and the collective knowledge that comes through conversation is an absolute tyrannical mistake, even if you're noble. And the only reason that you would institute policies that trend in that direction is if you believed that you were all powerful or even more insidiously that you should be and i simply refuse with as much power as i have which is relatively small to not allow 
any any government to impede my ability to ask questions. That's how people grow. That's how people get smarter. And all of us together are smarter than the government. And our ability to have conversations together make us faster, more agile, more nimble, and wiser than the government. And more, most importantly, absolute power corrupts, man. And, and even if they were not corrupted, which they certainly are, this is a move towards power that can trend toward nothing except corruption, in my opinion. With absolute power comes absolute responsibility, Uncle Ben. Um, For absolute Spider-Man, F- the vodka Spider-Man sponsored by Absolute. Right. FNX Fit. Do you want to be Spider-Man? Wrong stuff. You need radioactive spiders. But would you like to be strong? We can do that. Oh, We've yeah. protein. Come and, come and get it. Uh, do you need some amber uh, apple gummies? Gummies. That one. Not gumbies. Apple I don't know what that is. Apple cider vinegar gummies? No. That, hey, I, I don't think that's it. Dude, I, I, so I was drinking apple cider vinegar for a while, for real. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As part of my OMAD. And the apples... Did you put one of those bad boys in there? One of those apple... What? Did you put a gummy in your uh, apple cider? No, I didn't put an apple cider vinegar gummy in apple cider, you madman. I stopped drinking that noxious poison for these gummies, and you smell Mm. the gummies, and you're like, "Mm, this isn't going to be good. And then you put them in your mouth, and you're like, can I have another one? Like, they're crack. They're so good. Um, Nice. You heard it here. FNX Fit puts crack in their their apple cider vinegar gummies. So uh, Just like Coke. Thanks, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Hunter? Maybe that's the real way for Coke to be less white. Just start putting crack rock in it again. <laughs> wow, Chris. Hmm. There we go. Um, yeah, you can <laughs> use our code, uh, Carl Pulling at <laughs> checkout. Uh, is it www.fnxfit.com slash Carl Pulling? Is that the no, link that people need to use? No, it's carlpulling.com slash fnx. That's That'll what get I said. you right there with our affiliate Carlpulling.com slash fnx. That's carlpulling.com slash fnx. Use checkout Carl Pulling for 15% or 10% or whatever percent off your order it is. It's not a big deal. You'll figure it out when it's in the cart. Carlpulling.com slash FNX. Hunter, I have good news. What? We had someone reply to our our, uh, contest. (gasps) Oh, my. With the wrong answer, unfortunately. We actually had two incorrect replies. Um, One of them came from friend of the show, Ben. And uh, he got it right, but also we had shared the article with him beforehand, so it didn't count. Cheating. The other answer we got was from our listener, Nick. Uh, good friend. Love that guy. And he said that his guest was Ravi Zacharias. So he really keyed on the sexually assaults massage therapist cl- uh, clue and not the blonde yeah. or fat <laughs> clue. So thanks yeah, for writing yeah, the blonde, in. The blonde would have maybe have helped him out there. Yeah, you think he could have gotten a little bit more mileage out of that one, but he did what he could, and yeah. I think it's a decent guess anyway. Uh, yeah. Man, maybe we should talk about Ravi sometime. What a what a dismal what discovery a very, that was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not great. Anyhow, but if you want to email us and be a part of the conversation, be part of the show, that's carlpooling at gmail.com. Yes, that's right. We wajitskied ourselves. Not really. Who's the owner of Google? Alphabet. Wajitski's just YouTube, I think. Anyway, I I don't know. I don't care. One of those Alphabet boys. And I mean the company Alphabet. 
not LGBTQIA AARP plus two spirit. We we understand what you're saying. Thank you very much. So <laughs> you like how I add double uh, AARP in there just to get the old folks too. That's um, good. That's good. They need everybody needs car insurance or whatever it is they do. Yeah. So uh, so definitely definitely let us know on the Gmail. You can find all of our links and whatnot at carlpooling.com. Go to the site, listen to the show. It'll redirect you to iTunes, Google. Um, Play Store and Spotify where you can listen to the show for free. In addition to that, you can follow the show at Carl Pulling on the socials and follow Hunter and I at Chris X Carl and Emotional Carl irrespectively on the Twitter and the Instagram. So go check us out over there. Leave us a rating review on iTunes. That's the thing that makes the uh, Money Goblins really sing over here at the Carl Pulling Bank. And I haven't met those. Hunter, uh, uh, COVID's getting better. We're starting to see the world brighten back up. Of course, Fauci says mm. that we'll we'll now have to shackle ourselves to the ceiling of our domiciles and never leave again, even after we've been vaccinated 17 times in the eye. It's not a direct quote, but it might as well be. Regardless, um, I learned something the other day. I, I was mostly talking about uh, Andrew Cuomo. And the way that he let coronavirus run roughshod through his his nursing homes. Do you know that nursing homes have the highest rate of sexually communicable disease transfer of anywhere in the world? Nursing that homes. That just makes me. That just makes me extremely sad. That's like, and also want to vomit. Yeah, but I mean, like, I get it, kind of. Like, hey, we're all here to die. Let's go out swinging. <laughs> Pun. Anyhow. Wow. Here's the thing. It made me rethink the times that I've been in a nursing home. Because you think it's just old grannies there and quilts, which are way too absorbent, honestly, given the activities Ah. they're engaged in. Regardless, I never thought about it in any way. But, you know, you touch whatever doorknob, you... You Will you just say get chair. tested? Will you just <laughs> say it? That's the thing. Is you if just you've been, just like, especially me now, from this get tested. <laughs>